Hey guys, hey ladies, hey friends, hey foes. We just wanted to take a second to remind you that while we're okay swearing when little ears are listening, you might not be, and that's okay. So here's your chance to pause us and wait for nap time, or pop in your earbuds. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Done Playing by the Rules. I'm Jenna. And I'm Janelle. And this is take 50 because we cannot get our words right today. So (laughs) just bear with us. It's been crazy. We had a crazy windstorm last night. I was just telling Janelle. And my kids are devastated because it completely took out their fort. It looks like (laughs) a mini tornado came through. Seriously. The fort Mm -hmm. isn't even salvageable. It has like a metal beam because it's like the fort and then connected to a swing set and the swing set's metal and it snapped the metal off, like snapped the bolt. The whole thing slid like a good 25 feet (gasps) and like all the wood pieces like broke when it fell and it's a mess. And my kids have just been bawling all day. They're so traumatized by stuff like this. That's going to be sad when I tell them. But we had one of those too. We had like a shitty little play set. Like on the ground, but Zach was looking out the window and a storm literally lifted it off the ground and just smashed it down yes. on the ground and the whole thing like exploded in front of Zach's little I don't eyes. Know. It was so traumatic. I mean, this wind was so loud at one there. point. I texted our neighbor and she actually happened to not be home. And I was like, I was trying to do a Zoom call and I couldn't even hear because the wind and rain were so loud. And it moved all of our patio furniture. And we have iron pat- patio yeah, you guys furniture. Have stuff. And it knocked it over. Our chairs were on the other side of our property, which is like a couple acres away. <laughs> our sandbox, everything. Front porch patio was like in the bushes. It's I don't know what happened last You week, guys but- get bad windstorms <laughs> there. I've never seen anything like it. And we were supposed to get the RV yesterday and put it in the driveway. And I just kept telling Brandon, I was like, I feel like something in my gut keeps saying, wait another day. And I was like, I did see a post that someone had posted that there's tipped over in their driveway, even though it had the supports down. And I was like, maybe we should just leave it where it is because it's stored <gasps> I between if two. Tipped over. We a thousand percent would have tipped over. I mean, <gasps> our playset is like right there. Heavy. Your yeah. playset is like a legit big wooden structure. Yeah. And we went to go check on it this morning. And my nerves, I was like, oh my gosh, because we were supposed to leave this weekend and my kids would have been extra devastated. So, and I know we're very privileged and I kept trying to remind my kids that. And then I was like, no, you're being like toxic and just accept their hard feelings. Yeah. Because they were like crying and I was like, well, you know, like our house is fine. Like we're really lucky. And then I was like, wait, this is their little world. Let them have their pity party. And so... It'd be like if the windstorm came over and exploded your computer and we lost all of our podcast episodes. Like you'd be sad and Ezra would be like, it's fine. We still have food to eat. (laughs) Exactly. You still have your phone or whatever. Speaking of phones. (sighs) uh Uh-oh. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. God, we're getting good at segues. We don't even mean to. It's like we're professionals. (laughs) Today's episode is about screen time and relating to your kids and the pros and the cons and what we do and what others do 
our goal of this is to never, ever, 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 ever be harpy or judgy. Jenna has different approaches to screen time than I do. Certain parts of screens work better for my kids that don't work as good for her kids and vice Mm -hmm. versa. It's kind of like every unique family has like a different makeup. Every family is going to have a different screen time approach. All the articles that I've seen is about managing it as a family and communicating about it. And two points that we wanted to make right off the bat is the number one question people ask is, if I remove screen time, what do I do instead to entertain my children? And the answer is nothing. And we will go into that further. And then the second part is, I don't always love to say there's seasons, but there is. Yeah, my kids have gone through things where like someone has surgery. When I had COVID, I had to take a two to four hour nap every day. And Mm -hmm. there was a lot of screen time. And you can always detox and come back. So Mm -hmm. if you get in a stage where you're over screen timing, please don't feel like, oh my God, I can never come back. And also if you need to add some screen time for a while, for whatever reason, don't knock yourself for it because you can always come back. So do you want to share where you're at and where you've been with screen time? Yeah. So, well, I mean, honestly, when Zach was a baby, screen time wasn't as big of a deal because it was just like we would watch those like little cartoons together in the morning. Sprout was the channel Mm. I think it was on. And it was like little baby educational, like cute little like Teletubby type shows. We'd watch stuff like that. When Zach was 18 months, he broke his femur and he was in a like half body cast for a month and that was unlimited screen time. Then we've been able to pull away and then screen time is still very limited in our house. But like I said, when I had COVID, it was basically like every day I napped for two to four hours and they got to watch one or two movies. Certain things don't bother them as much as other things. Zach is very sensitive to screen-based video games. So Mm. we limit that like crazy because it just isn't a good fit for him. And that's another thing they talk about in a lot of the articles and research we read is if they're not quite mature enough to understand the differences. Like I don't know that Zach understands that like killing something in Uh, Minecraft is different than killing something in the real Mm. world. And so that's just not a place we're super comfortable at yet. But right now while I'm recording, they have a list downstairs of educational programs they're allowed to watch on Amazon Prime and they can choose from those. And so educational programming takes precedent, but we also do like family movie night, which is whatever trash we want to do. And it switches back and forth when we're in like some chaotic modes. Like my kids got to watch their iPads. Mikey didn't as much, but Zach watched his iPad the whole drive from Virginia to here. We always say no iPads or screens in the car if it's under two hours. But I mean, everything wiggles around over here. You said you limit screen time. So what does that mean to you? Like, is there a time limit or is it just like... So our goal every day is basically none. And so we wake up with that as our goal. But they um, do yoga on a screen every day. If We have like an exceptionally good day. We will sit down as a family and watch like an episode of The Floor is Lava or an episode of The Great British Bake Off. They don't have access to their own iPads. They have iPads for each of them, but they're for like flying only and long car rides. They don't have cell phones. They don't have screens in their rooms. I don't plan to ever do screens in their rooms, even though I grew up with a TV in my room and watched MASH every night when I went to bed. (laughs) Oh, God, MASH was so good. So that would be considered limited. There's no screen time, limited, and then there's um, unlimited, which people also say has its pros. So I'm Mm -hmm. interested to talk more about that too. Definitely. So we have ebbed and flowed as seasons have changed. Like we are very seasonal screen time people. (laughs) 
So when it first started out, when my son was really small, he was obsessed with like Thomas the Train. And so we would Mm. watch that and Curious George. And he Mm. was fine with watching them. And I didn't see any negativity or repercussions with it. I think his first exposure was like at my mom's house. She had cable and we happened to turn something on and he was like, ah, and Mm. I used it to get things done when he was small, a stay at home mom, like my husband wasn't at home. And to clean the house or to shower or anything like that, he just wanted to be with me 24-7. So I would put him in our room in front of the TV. And I personally see nothing wrong with that. I agree. Um, As he got older, we started noticing more behavior ramifications from screens. So when I had my daughter, we would wake up and put the TV on. My daughter slept in our room when she was super small, like in a little like pack and play. So he would wake up and crawl in bed with me and I would continue to lay there and I would turn the TV on for him while my daughter continued to sleep. And then once she got up, I would, you know, feed her and then we'd go downstairs and start our day. And then he started getting a little older and we saw some meltdowns anytime we had to turn the TV off. So even in the mornings, also when we turned the TV off, he was insanely energetic and not in a good way. Like couldn't listen, almost borderline aggressive, bouncing off the walls, doing things that he normally wouldn't do. And we were just kind of like, what is this? And so this is around three and a half going on four. That continued. And then we started preschool and we, my daughter would sleep even when she was like 18 months till nine or 10 o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. if we let her. And so it was so easy for me to just put him in front of the TV. And then we started having some attention issues at school. So I was like, okay, let's do our part. And so we changed our diet and we cut out screens. And Janelle and I have talked about screen detox before, and it can be a bitch, honestly. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that a little bit more. And so now my kids, they do maybe once every month, every two months, a movie or a show that they both agree on. They don't really ask for it. Every now and then they'll say, can we have a movie night? And we really have to focus on like when that is. Like we have to do it early enough so that they're not staying up late. And we just have to be really intentional. And the stuff they want to watch is also not the best. It's mostly like Godzilla. So a lot of action, very stimulating. Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure Mm -hmm. it's not too close to bed. If I was like, let's watch an educational thing, they might say, okay, but that's not what they really want. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have iPads. And recently my kids have said, so one of our friends has started calling the kids on their iPad and our iPads are always plugged in in our office. And so for like four nights, we were hearing this sound at dinner and we were like, what is that? And finally (laughs) we figured out it was one of the little kids calling Ezra on his iPad. And so we did let him answer it once we finally figured it out. And he was so excited to talk and he handled it really well. And we're like, you need to hang up. And so we told him he handled it really well. So he is allowed to earn iPad time. They have to, my kids have checklists in the morning and they have to get five checks and then they get iPad time and they choose. They can use it to call friends. They can use it for messenger or they can use it to play games. And they're in Mm -hmm. charge of that. My son has handled it really well, but now we're in the season with my daughter to where we say time's up and it's a meltdown. So, and if you guys have kids and you've tried to either detox or limit screens or even just say it's the end of the day and turn off the screen, you know what we're talking about. So I do have on our summer list to introduce more screens because one of the benefits of screens is our world is a very technology driven world. Mm -hmm. And my son doesn't know how to type and doesn't know how to navigate a computer. And that is a downfall because when he Mm -hmm. goes back to school, they use Chromebooks. 
And he's not going to know how to navigate that or have the muscle built up to use a mouse. You know, how it takes a certain yeah. skill to use a mouse. It's yeah. not like you can just I mean, like think about that. It. We don't even have a mouse in this whole entire house. I don't think, I don't even know what, exactly do you have, like what a, a mouse is. A touchpad? Laptops. Yeah. Yeah. And so even that, and so that is on our list, but I'm saving it for summer because I think it will be a little bit of a distraction for him. Well, that's, that's a really good idea. I didn't think about the mouse part because that is important. And I've talked to the kids yeah. about like, we practice with my computer a little bit. Zach's allowed to type things once in a while. Mikey likes to type on it. Something that's important to me is my phone is my property. And I know that not mm-hmm. everybody, like a lot of people are fine, like handing your phone over to your kids. I've always said my phone is my property, you have an iPad, and I have two educational games on my phone. So if I have a doctor's appointment, they know that they can play Khan Academy Kids or there's some like Mm. reading one that they do. Khan Academy Kids is as educational as it gets. Like we have started certain sections of homeschooling and Zach's been like, I already did this on Khan Academy Kids. Oh, homophones. (laughs) I was like, what's a homophone? And he's like, oh, I already did it on Khan Academy Kids, you know, like two, two, two. And I was like, (gasps) oh. Oh, go okay. So this is like totally acceptable. <laughs> yeah. I think that developing your own set of family rules, and that's just something that comes from my belief in sharing is we don't force sharing either. When I was growing up, you were forced to share things, share your toys, share with this person, give them a turn. And we don't force that. The way I've interpreted it is like, you wouldn't say like, I want to turn with your computer and walk up to your friend and take their mm-hmm. computer out of their hand. So right. my phone is my phone unless we have a situation like I have a chiropractor appointment okay. or you I have a doctor's appointment. or But like this morning, I had a telehealth on the phone and I was like, you guys are going to go in and clean up your toy room. Mm-hmm. And then maybe later we can earn family TV time. And we yeah. try to make it something that we all watch together. And that's a lot that they talk about in the research too is making it a family event, not just mm-hmm. – plopping kids in front of the TV, but like we all like watching The Floor is Lava and voting and we all like watching Great British Bake Off and voting. And so making it a family affair is a lot different than just passive screen time. That's true. And I will say I am all for whatever screen time you and your family do because Mm -hmm. I have done it. I have done it where we've watched so much TV as a family or not Mm -hmm. as a family, just in our household. And my husband and I even... I'm trying to think. It was definitely before the pandemic, and we would bring iPads for our kids about once a month and set them up at the dinner table, and we would have a date night like that. And our kids would be silent and just eat their pasta. And it's so glorious. It was, and I was like, you know what? Like, I don't care if anyone judges or anything. And we were going to like nice restaurants too. So <laughs> we would put headphones on them, and we were like, let's have a date night. And it was actually really fun. And so. I don't bat an eye at anybody else doing whatever they have to do to survive. I just, mm-hmm. for our family, certain parts of screen time, especially like Roblox and Minecraft, have been a very tough thing to navigate yes. with Zach because he is so drunk to them. I actually yesterday, first teenager moment, I kept noticing that my iPad was moved in the morning. And I was like, why is this moved every morning? And I was like, Zach knows in our family, if you tell a lie, you get in trouble. If you tell the truth, you won't get in trouble. And I was like, have you been getting up before me and dad and playing Roblox? And he was like, yes. And so then we had like three or four days of this. And I finally yesterday had to put a lock on my iPad and I've never Mm -hmm. had to lock any device in our house. And Zach cried for an hour. Yeah. And I felt awful. And I was just watching him and I was like thinking how I would feel because he thought he had this sweet ass system set up where Mm -hmm. no one would know and he wasn't hurting anyone. And what is the, what's the harm? And I like shut it down Mm -hmm. and put a lock on something. And so I fully took away 
his access to it. And Josh and I have talked to him about that. Like, he's like, all my friends get to use it unlimited. And I said, well, your friends are 10 and 11, honey. You're mm-hmm. seven. Like, you're not yeah. in the same place mentally. I'm also right. not their mom. I always yeah. say I'm not their mom. I'm not their mom. But they're older and he's just not – he doesn't have the brain maturity yet to mm-hmm. regulate things. Yeah. And who knows – what their parents do, parents mm-hmm. who work from home or are busier or have other things or multiple children, like you do what you got to do. For as sure. well as Janelle and I have talked about, our oldest boys have almost an addicting behavior towards video games more than yeah. movies. And it's like my son, we did let him play video games. We got a PlayStation or something at the beginning of the pandemic. And we're like, this will be a fun little family activity. Oh, that fucking backfired. When I say a meltdown from TV was bad. This was atrocious. It's all he could think about, all he could talk about. He couldn't focus when we were doing school because it's he was playing the games in his head. I don't know what mm-hmm. it was about video games. And it didn't matter what video game it was. Yeah. iPad, anything. And he can handle the iPad games a little better now. But video games, we just cannot do them at this stage. It's so it bad, so Zach. Bad. So Zach's off Minecraft. He's allowed to play Roblox for 30 minutes. And I usually say it's 30, but give him an hour. If he has four <laughs> consec- if he has four good days of school a week, he earns it on Friday. And, or if he has like a friend that's like, hey, Zach, do you want to play yeah. at this? If it's a social interaction, we'll give him a bonus. If he were to go, he's, so he's off Minecraft. He's only allowed on Roblox now. If he were to be given an hour on Minecraft, he would literally speak of nothing else for the remainder mm-hmm. of the week. There's been so many times where I've said to him, okay, honey, I've been sitting next to you for 25 minutes now and you've talked about nothing but Minecraft. Like, mm-hmm. I want to change the subject and he, like, can't. And that's something that mm-hmm. Josh told me. Josh is like, his brain just isn't there yet to, like, yeah. conceptualize that this is a video game and to, like, put it in a box and put it on mm-hmm. the shelf. Like he's right. just too immersed yeah. in the feeling of it. And we struggle with ADHD in our house. And that mm-hmm. is just too stimulating for him. Anything out of the ordinary, actually anything is pretty much stimulating for my son. And so mm-hmm. add in all of that. And we're going to talk mostly just about screens in general. But if you want more insight into especially boys and video games specifically the book boys adrift which we've talked about on here before Mm -hmm. janelle and i read it and it's wonderful they talk a lot about video games and the impacts it can have it's great and the fact that like my husband will often say like well i played video games all the time growing up and i'm fine and video games when you look read the book aren't the same anymore Mm -mm. it's not zelda they're now designed to like fire your serotonin in your brain to like get you addicted and like they're not the same cup of tea as when my 40 years ago when my husband was playing it's a whole different landscape and even we noticed that in minecraft the way that it i've read articles about the way minecraft flashes and stuff Mm. is stimulating to the pleasure centers in your brain that's not what was happening when we were playing super mario bros with the blowout disc when we were a kid exactly And so if you decide that you want to limit screens or quit screens or whatever it may be, Janelle and I call it a screen detox. Mm -hmm. It's hard. The first thing I would say is don't just, one, go cold turkey. Don't just cut out screens. Do it slowly and say, where can we implement screens in our life that would be the most beneficial to our family? 
whether that's you need to get stuff done or whether it's you have kids that wake up at different times in the morning or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be, or if you want to use them for appointments only or to build in special times, but doing it all at once is going to be hard on everyone, especially the parents. You have to really schedule your routine. That was Mm -hmm. the biggest game changer for us. I'm also at a privileged age where my kids are very independent. And I know that if I had a baby in the house, it would probably be different or a toddler. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess I kind of have a toddler. She's just turned four. She is a very independent child because people are always like, what do you do in the mornings? And I remember being at that stage of thinking, well, what do people do in the mornings? Because Mm -hmm. even growing up, like you wake up, you watch TV, you lay in your parents' bed and you watch Saturday morning cartoons or whatever it may be. So my kids wake up and sometimes they'll just stay upstairs and play. Sometimes they don't even come downstairs. A lot of times my daughter will come downstairs and just lay with us. And we tell them seven o'clock is when everyone gets going. My kids know that and they have like little alarm clocks that turn green. And then they have the choice. We can do breakfast right away or they can play. And they usually pick to play. Now that it's nice outside and even in the winter, my kids are outside kids. They love to go outside first thing in the morning. And there were times at the beginning where they're like, well, what do we do? It's a completely different thing. And so you either need to supplement it like, okay, we're going to read books. I remember reading books early in the mornings with my kids or even bringing out a tote of toys that they haven't seen in a while or magnetiles or something they can build or start breakfast right away. You have to fill that time that you had all that TV time with something because your kids are going to be a little lost puppy dogs, like not They're just trying, yeah, they are. And you're, I was going to say, you're a lot nicer mom than me. See, I, when I, when we screen detox, I cut it cold turkey. You did? Yeah. I, every time, yeah, because I say like, I love you. We're not at a good place with screens right now. I'm seeing it negatively affect your behavior. I'm seeing it negatively affect your mood. And I think it's just time that we all take a break. And so the TV mm-hmm. is not going to come on. Yeah, he lost Roblox for a month last month and just got it back yeah. and like I will cut things for a month and I also will do what you do and like so I'll cut screens cold turkey but then I will help them reestablish their regular routine mm-hmm. like you said so like you can't cut screens cold turkey and then also be like I don't know find something to do we're gonna pull out a toy bin that they haven't seen in a while and we mm-hmm. also keep which people hate they have toys in each of their bedrooms. They have a toy room on the main floor and they have toys in the basement. And so we rotate around the house because we are in a colder climate. Yesterday it snowed, blowing, blistering snow for the entire day. And today it's sunny and snowy. We can't always be outside. And so we'll rotate through the house. And so in the morning mm-hmm. they'll sit upstairs and they'll play toys in their room and they have different Legos up there. And then they come down here and there's different areas of toys and they have a puzzle and they have a Lego area and So my house always looks like there's a lot of kids here for only two of them, (laughs) but I will cut screens cold turkey because I just feel like the withdrawal is shorter for Mm -hmm. my children if I cut them cold turkey, but it is, it's let's go outside and read. And then they get Mm -hmm. bored of reading and then they're like, oh, I found a stick that I want to hit a tree with for a little while. And so you have to like give them some gentle guidance back into like what the new program is going to be. And you have to do it for yourself too. Yeah. Like you're gonna, you're not gonna be able to sit on your phone as much as you want. No. while you're retraining them also. And if you do, they'll call you out on it. We <laughs> didn't mean to cut out screens, honestly. Like we no. noticed we couldn't do it. If it worked it. for us, I would love it. Exactly. Like we noticed we couldn't do it before school, and so that's yeah. where we started restructuring. And then you know, if especially if your kids are in regular school or preschool. By the time you get home from that and do lunch, or if it's later in the day, snack time, your day just goes. 
So there was no time for screens. So we're like, okay, well, we'll do it on like Saturdays. Well, my kids got so eventually so used to the routine of just getting up and playing that that Saturday TV, that Sunday TV just disappeared. And then we love being outside. And so, you know, my husband and I were like, well, let's go do projects. Let's go do stuff. And the screens just kind of disappeared. Then we saw the positive impact with my son. And now anytime we do a screen, we do see the repercussions of it. And it's gotten better as he's gotten older. Like now that he's, what, they're seven and a half, he's able to manage it a little better. But I can definitely see he watched a little too much one weekend at grandma's and I saw the repercussions Mm -hmm. hardcore. And we didn't even know he had watched TV at first. And then finally we're like, this behavior is very indicative with how, (laughs) yes. And so we finally found out that he had, and that was a fun homeschool week, but yeah. It's so tough. And so here's my other question for you. Is it a value that you're going to pass on to Peyton? Is it a family value now? Because Mikey and Zach respond very differently. I've never been a huge screen person. I Mm -hmm. actually dated a guy and he watched so much TV that it was a huge turnoff. And I was like, Mm -hmm. don't you just want to go do stuff? Like, and trust me, I have those days where I'm like, I'm done. I'm turning on Netflix. And my husband and I watch TV at night, but it's not something that is really important or a forefront in our family. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's just going to be how our family is. I feel better when I don't watch screens all day. And I just feel more fulfilled when I'm, that's just me personally. Like if I'm outside gardening and then working out and then doing a project or going hiking. Like I love those type of days and I Mm -hmm. live for those type of days. And so I think that's just how we're going to be. I'm also not the mom that's like, oh, we're Mm anti-screens. Like if we go to someone's house and they're watching TV, my kids are going to sit down and watch TV with them. We're going to do it all together. I know Ezra spent the night at your house and you guys watched a movie and that was like the most special thing to him. And again, it was like mm-hmm. that bonding experience. And that's what our boys wanted to do. There's been times where I, I know your son came to my house and I never let my kids have their iPad, like I said. And Zach had brought his. And so I let them have a little iPad time. Like that was special mm-hmm. to them. And so yeah. I'm not like, no, you know, we're not going to. Jetta shows up at that, everyone's but... house and throws a hammer through everyone's big screen right? TV. And was like, yeah. e- ECG or what are the electromagnetic energy is bad. <laughs> yeah. No. And I also like, we are not in the throes of survival either. Mm-hmm. There's so many different seasons of life if we had a baby or a toddler. And honestly, like, do you, I remember those days of snuggling in bed and waiting for the baby to wake mm-hmm. up while you're snuggling with the big kid watching cartoons. I wouldn't trade those memories for no. anything. Or nursing the little baby oh, and it's just Well, like, the other one's like giggling at yes. a like silly Thomas the Train. Oh, it's yep. so cute. It's but so special. It is just as Zach gets older, his tendency to like become hyper attached to things just makes mm-hmm. it harder for him. And I don't know that it's a great fit, but like when he goes to school, they are on Chromebooks. And so that'll be something that he has to get used to. But Mm -hmm. another thing that I thought was really interesting, and I learned this when Zach was really young, is that um, fast paced shows are more problematic than slow paced shows. And I was shocked because I remember being in Zach's ECFE, which is like early childhood family education in Minnesota. And they said Sesame Street is actually not great for young kids because it's too fast paced. It switches between storylines like every 30 to 90 seconds. And they were like, it's actually not a good show for young children. And we all grew up on that. And Mm -hmm. I was like, 
interesting. So these shows that are clicking through things, it's better to have like a long drawn out story that they have to follow. So that's a big part of this is not necessarily screen time, the word time, quote unquote, it is screen mm-hmm. quality that is more important. Yeah. So, and we touched on that on our OT episode with Elizabeth. Yes, yes, yes. And I think that's also a wonderful tool if you want to have more screens in your life. Just make sure you're at least implementing some kind of educational thing so it's not constantly stimu- stimulating. Because one thing that I did notice that we kind of messed up on is when we would go out to eat, we would bring an iPad because we kind of got into that habit and it was so much easier because my daughter didn't watch it. She would just kind of hang out with us Mm -hmm. and chill or do whatever. My son could not sit still at a restaurant. And so going out to eat with him was so difficult. I mean, even if he was quote in his seat, he's standing up and basically leaning over the table or he's so quick that he's knocking drinks over. He just could not sit still. So we would just give him the screen and he could sit still through the whole meal. Oh, so nice. But then he mm-hmm. never got to work on the skill of actually sitting at the table. And we didn't have the opportunity to work through that with him. So then when mm-hmm. we would have family dinner, it ended up me always yelling because he's crawling under the table and he's messing with everyone else and he's getting up and he's running around and then he's choking on food and it was a disaster. And honestly, finally in the last probably like six months, he is able to sit through a meal. And my grandma was like, wow. But it took us three years for him to sit through a meal of actually trying strategies and working on them. It was not easy. And again, it's not fun and it's not easy. No, that's situational. My Mm -hmm. daughter has almost always been able to sit through a meal. She's Mm -hmm. a little more difficult now that she's actually older. She's just in that really like squirmy age. But yeah, it was completely different. (laughs) And this changes as your children age too. So we all are aware of like the American Pediatric Association Association's recommendations, which have changed in the last couple of years. What are they? Do you know? Yeah, it used to be no screen time under two. And now it is. Okay, so until 18 months, limit it to video chatting with parents out of town or adults that are far away between. I know, remember, it used to be nothing under two. Now it's 18 to 24 months screen time should be limited to watching educational programming with a a caregiver. Children two to five limit non-educational screen time to one hour per weekday and three hours on weekend days. Six and older encourage healthy habits and limit activities that include screens. And then turn off all screens during family meals and outings. Learn about the use of parental control. Avoid using screens as pacifiers, babysitters, or tantrum stoppers. And turn off screens and remove from bedrooms 30 to 60 minutes before bedtime. It has Okay, I disagree with the babysitter part. Okay, don't use it for a temper tantrum. A girlfriend needs a babysitter once in a while. Exactly. Even one of my (laughs) most crunchy granola friends used screens with her oldest. And she used it, one, so she could get stuff done. Or Mm -hmm. two, after she had her baby so that she could spend one-on-one time with her baby and nursing her baby – And had that like quality bonding time because if not, her toddler is running around and climbing on her and mom, 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 I want this, I want this. And she felt like she never got to actually sit there and nurse her baby. And I was like, I've never even thought of that. Your second baby, they're just like hooked on or sucking on the bottle and you don't get that quality time because you're watching your toddler. You're chasing a toddler with somebody like hanging off your boob and you're like swatting things out of a toddler's hand. Yeah, Yeah. it's totally different. And trashy restaurant alert. Josh hates that. (laughs) My love of chain restaurants. 
we go to Olive Garden sometimes because they have these little iPads on the table and they have a game called like zombies versus plants and the zombies have to like fight the plants. My kids love it. I'll I'll be like, Josh, date night at Olive Garden because they love the game so much that we actually get to talk to each other and he's always like, I can't believe we're having date night at Olive Garden. And I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Like we don't have a babysitter and I needed just to talk to you for an hour if it's something important. Plus it's breadsticks. So I mean, it's a win-win for everyone and you can't get the game anywhere else. So Olive Garden, if you want to sell me the rights to I think you can. <gasps> exactly. I remember die. Brandon having it on his phone. I think it's like I think it's yeah, plants versus zombies. I oh think my God, they live for it. Anyway, so we But we don't tell loved- them that secret because then they won't want to Why go would I? Because then I can't go to Olive Garden and eat unlimited breadsticks. No. Yeah. For those of you with older kids, it changes through the stages too. So when mm-hmm. we get into teenagers, we're talking about instead of screen time and screen quality, we're talking about digital literacy, which mm-hmm. means encourage your child to think critically about what they see on their screens. Ask your child to consider whether everything on the internet is accurate. Does your child know how to tell if a website is trustworthy? Help your child understand that media is made by humans with points of view, which I think is really interesting. Mm -hmm. And explain that many types of technology collect data and send users ads to make money off of them, Mm -hmm. which I think is going to be a really interesting conversation to have with our kids. And then it goes into teenagers in teaching appropriate behavior behaviors because mm-hmm. they're going to be 18 soon. They can do whatever they want and mm-hmm. they're, they can go make an OnlyFans and yeah. be uh, richer than us. So, yep. But it says, explaining to your teens, what is sexting? What is cyberbullying? Do not mince words. Is it ever appropriate to share personal information? If your kid has an iPad, you already have to talk about that with your young kids mm-hmm. because they can get into these little chat rooms or adults can get into these little kid chat rooms or connect on, we use, and Janelle uses the, I think it's like Facebook messenger for our kids to mm-hmm. chat when they mm-hmm. have time. And that one, the parents control through their mm-hmm. account, which I like. So I have to approve people for my son. Like even when the neighbor girl was calling, I had to approve that contact for her to even be able to call him. And then I also like because if somebody calls Zach, it'll ring on my phone because he doesn't have like his own account. Oh, and nice. So sometimes I'll answer it. I'll be like, Zach's mom here. How can I direct <laughs> a call? Like I'm already that yeah. lady. But that article's from the Mayo Clinic and I'll share them. And then we also have the screen time, which is basically what we've already covered. Set a good example with your own safe and healthy screen habits. Josh and I call it, uh, because we're big rap aficionados, walk it like I talk it, meaning like, you can't say no no screens at the table and mm-hmm. then both of us be on our phones at the table. So right. or it's even hard. being secretive. Like I mm-hmm. believe that you know your phone is your personal property, but if you need to do something that you can't be telling your kids or they can't see, then you need to wait until they're in bed. Even if you're on Instagram and you don't want your kids seeing it, like you can't be hiding that because that's teaching them unhealthy habits and that screens are secretive. And if you want to have that open line of communication. Well, I didn't even think about that. It's a whole other thing. Well, I was hiding the TikTok you sent me about vaginas from my kids (laughs) yesterday. They're like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, nothing. And I was just like cackling. And then I sent it to all my friends and they're like, I'm glad I didn't open that at my daughter's gymnastics class. And I was like, me too. Oh, I wish you did. I was like, I figured since it said vagina on the first screen, you maybe would know it wasn't safe. And so if you're a person that doesn't do screens, just remember that everyone is in a certain stage of their life and what works for you doesn't mean that it doesn't work for Mm -hmm. everyone. A lot of people I know don't 
few screens, especially that I knew when my kids were younger. And I always felt judged because we did do screens at the time. And like I said, that's not what led us not to do them. It's actually a few years later that we decided not to. So just kind of watch how you talk about it. I now it's all out in the world, I guess, but I don't tell people that we don't do screens because mm. it doesn't really matter. Um, like matter. if somebody it's is like talking... telling somebody that like, Hey, did you know that I have really light uh, body hair on my legs? Like yeah. it doesn't matter. No. It's a humble, br- it's not a humble yeah. brag. Like nobody cares. <laughs> right. And so if somebody's talking about a show, like a kid's show, like, Oh, have you seen oh, somebody talking about the other day? Bluey. And I was like, no, what's that? Like, I don't say like, oh, well, we don't do I've screens. heard that's a hard no. I've heard you should avoid that harder than you should avoid Kylie. Really? Just FYI. I've never seen Bluey either, but. I had either, <laughs> but her daughter, I guess, was having uh, or wanted a gift that was for her birthday, something from mm-hmm. that. And so I could have easily been like, oh, no, we don't do screens. I was like, oh, no, I haven't heard that. What is it? So if you are anti-screen or screen limit or whatever, just keep an open mind. And if you're a screen family, then own it. And I love I that. Say, I was going to say, I have the opposite experience. More people than not, I know, have children that are able to self-regulate and have unlimited screen time and their children can take it or leave it. Like I'll be over at my girlfriend's house and she'll have, the, her kid will have his iPad out and then he'll just set it down and be like, so anyways, yes. my kid would never fucking do that. So I can't no. do it. My kid would literally die of dehydration and pee in his pants before he put down a screen. And so Mm -hmm. there's definitely like kids that are able to self-regulate and God, I wish I had that. I have no judgment because I wish I was you. (laughs) Yes. Well, and so here's some pros of screen time. And that is one is that that kid could have learned how to set boundaries and Mm self-regulation. My child is not there yet. He cannot Mm -hmm. self-regulate. I think with more practice, he could, but we're just not at that stage right now. One that Janelle touched on is screen time is educational. It can be. It can be. My daughter still doesn't know her ABCs. I think if I gave her an iPad and it was catchy and they sang it and there were visuals, I think she could pick it up very quickly. She is a Mm -hmm. visual kid. And so there are definite pros. And Mm -hmm. if you're watching what they're using, and especially the apps where they have to interact, I think that those can be very educational and beneficial. If your kids are in school or just in general in life, like I mentioned before, they're going to have to know how to use technology. Emails, text message, video calls, especially nowadays, creating assignments. I know one of the standards in Virginia talks about specifically technology and using it to type and to write and to organize ideas. And we have not met that standard. Mm -hmm. It's on our list. And these are things that your kids need to know. Your kid's not going to get hired if they can't figure out how to use any kind of technology. They can't turn on a computer. My kid could not turn on a computer if he needed to right now. Yeah. There is some research that children who struggle with writing, technology screens can Mm -hmm. lead them to improve their writing skills, not in terms of handwriting, but actual writing skills because a keyboard is easier for a lot of kids, especially if they have any kind of fine motor issues. And so Mm -hmm. having access to them, or it might be more encouraging, write me two sentences, uh, type me two sentences about your science project is going to be more enticing than a pen and paper, especially if you have a reluctant writer. Mm -hmm. And then the Mm -hmm. last tip that I read that I thought was really good is that it can lead to responsible children, which we kind of touched on as well. You can have your kid create a checklist or you can just do a verbal checklist. And instead of just telling your kid, like, do your chores, pick up your room, do your homework, brush your teeth, all of that, 
if you have a little checklist, they have to be in charge. So they're like, can I play on my iPad? All you have to say is, did you do your checklist? Some good examples were read for 20 minutes, do your homework, check your room to make sure it's clean, have your dirty clothes put away. And then something that I liked was that for 40 minutes, they at least created, build, or did some kind of physical activity. And I liked adding that in there too. Because yeah, it also shows them like, okay, here's our priorities. And now screen is down here. And Mm -hmm. so once you meet all of these, then okay. And, And so it's teaching your kids kind of to set those responsibilities and those priorities. And so you can make this list however you want and your kids in charge. So, and it's not rewarding them for being yeah. quote unquote good or bad, which is yes. another thing that I don't like to tie um, any reward to being like good or bad. And my kids' chore chart every week earns them money, and Zach mm-hmm. earns screen time by having four constructive days of school every week because our homeschool yeah. program is four days a week. And so, and so does he but, have like a checklist or is it like at the end of the day, you're like, okay, today was a good day. A great Check. day. Yeah. Okay. Well, and he, it's on his regular chore chart that he makes allowance for. And so for, he knows if he has four good days of school, it'll be on his chore chart. So if he screws up one day, we just say, okay, we just start over tomorrow. We don't make mm-hmm. a big thing about it. So his screen day doesn't always fall on the same time. We have to earn money to buy things. So they Mm -hmm. are learning about earning and they are learning about like what the priorities are. Like school is our priority. Moving our body is our priority. Then we talk about screens. We don't talk about wake up and like, can I watch something? Can Mm -hmm. I do this? Even though sometimes on Saturdays, I'm like, yes, you can watch something. (laughs) Oh my God, you guys ask so many questions. There's also been reports that I saw too that said researchers found children who spend one to two hours daily watching television or using digital devices had higher levels of social and emotional well-being versus those who reported no screen time. The only caveat to that is... When I went and tried to, I'm very big on like fact checking our Mm -hmm. stories. When I went and did the research on where this came from, it is worth noting that the data here is based on subjective reporting of the caregivers. So this is not like a scientific experiment. There was 35,000 American children involved in this study. So it's not a small scale study. However, the reporting mechanism isn't as high as I would like. Technology is not going away. We're not going to remove it. This isn't a phase. Like, no, we are going to be in technology forever. And so the kids do have to learn how to use it, but they also don't need to be rushed into full unadulterated at my Mm -hmm. house, at least. Well, and I get the comment, like, it's so much more work to not do screens. And I say, okay, like, I don't mean this in a rude way, but that's an opinion because in our experience, it's the opposite because we had so many more behavior <sighs> issues. God, for sure. All the time. With my son, it was so much harder with screens. And so once we figured out our schedule and we did that detox and we adjusted, it's like life is actually so much easier for us. And that's what you have to weigh in your own family. This is an experiment. If you decide to take away screens for two weeks and it makes your life substantially harder and everybody's miserable, then go right back. What's your question? We watched two episodes of a smart show. Can we watch one episode of a not smart show? (laughs) I hope you're recording this for the... What what smart shows did you watch? Two wild cats. And what not smart show are you going to watch? I don't know. Not anything violent. No Transformers. Did you hear him? Hi, Miss Jenny. (laughs) She says hi. Going back to the discernment part, that's mostly about picking and choosing appropriate things and what to Mm -hmm. do when you come across inappropriate things. They're going to come across things that are inappropriate, even on YouTube Kids. 
there have been things that have been snuck in there and creepy ass people on the internet post stuff that gets through the filters. And so if you're not teaching your kids what to do when they come across that, then they're really not that safe on the internet. And so I think we honestly, my own kids are this, my own kids are a good example of this because they've never had so much on adult monitored internet time. And then when they go over to their friends, they're watching uh, kids YouTube. And then I don't know if anybody's familiar with granny, but there's like this mean old spooky witch lady that like was in one of the, I guess she's like a character in Minecraft or Roblox. And Zach was like, who's granny? Because his friend was like, Zach, don't look, this is too scary and turned it off. Because that kid has had more modulating and regulation with this. So he said, Zach, don't look and turned it off. And then Zach was like, well, mom, who's granny? Can I look it up? And like my kids have no idea. So that is something that we do need to work on. We're at the stage now where I have an almost eight-year-old that does need to learn some internet Mm -hmm. safety. Like when something gets too scary, look away or turn it off. You don't just sit and watch it. And tell an adult. That's our thing. Like my son, when he was five, he was on like some kind of like – YouTube or something on his iPad, which is supposed to have filters. And he Mm -hmm. stumbled on this thing called Siren Head. And it's actually really creepy because I looked it up and he somehow kept stumbling upon it. And this, I'm going to show you, this is granny. Google Siren Head. That is, I'm too scared now. Siren Head might be worse. Let's have, we'll do a vote on uh, the Instagram page on granny versus Siren Head. Which of us failed our child? Watch it in a video. No, it I'm going to ask Zach if he knows what it is. It's creepy. And I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how that got on there. And so we had to teach him like what to do when this pops up. And we like, have to work together to teach them because that stuff was that we were playing Oregon Trail in a closed circuit system growing up. And now yeah. these guys are like playing with their neighborhood friends. Like I'll hear Zach being like yelling at the neighbor kid, like, let me in. And he's like, no, close the door. And like they're playing a <laughs> game together. Yeah. That Roblox, you can play with your friends and build things together and they'll sit next to each other and play it together. And I love the collaboration and it does teach like social interaction and planning, like they plan little battles and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there are really great parts of technology, but there's some spooky like landmines here that yep. we don't know about because we're old. We're old I as know. hell. And we're not, we don't think like that. Like, no. oh, I want to get on this kid's website and insert yeah, X, I can Y, and Z into it. sneak in something spooky to give the kids nightmares. Yes. So do your research. And if you have any questions about limiting screens or becoming screen free or if you have any extra pros you want us to include we're always for that and you do you I would love to have someone on that or talk to someone that has unlimited screen time and hear how it's worked for you and how your kids have learned to regulate it and I just I find that to be super interesting because I don't know if I'll ever have that oh kids kids man so with that (sighs) they're exhausting call your therapist and take your meds (laughs) Woo! <laughs>